What's going on, Sports Nation? Welcome to Game Breakers, the sports show where we will be breaking down news that's relevant in the sports world. It's your boy, Edwin. And it's your host, Will. What's going on, boss? Nothing much, nothing much, man. It's hump day. It's kind of gloomy outside, but we move still. What's yes. Yes, it is very gloomy outside, but that's okay, though, because I actually prefer this kind of weather, if I'm being honest with you. Really? Like, right. I don't like the rain. I don't like when it rains, okay. but I like when it's cool outside, you know, like maybe a little bit more so towards the cold side, but okay. I prefer, you know, 60s, low 70s. Like, this is my kind of weather right now. So Really? Yeah, nah, no complaints for me. I mean, because, you know, I like wearing my sweatpants, and I don't like to be hot. You know, I don't like sweating. I don't like feeling sticky or uncomfortable. And, you know, like when it's cool outside, mm-hmm. I think that that's when I feel the best. So, fall is my favorite, even though they do say that the summertime is like, so if you're born in like the summer, that that could be your favorite or whenever mm-hmm. you're born, that's the weather that you will tend to like. Mm-hmm. But I was born in the summertime and I don't really like the summer weather. So. Really? I actually do yeah. like the summer weather a lot. I was born in the winter and, you know, for years I made this kind of false excuse that i am a winter baby so i i I don't fear the cold or i'm not i'm immune to the cold and i just hate the cold weather i i like i hate the cold weather i i definitely do hate cold but i like cool so like fall weather or you know early winter weather because right now is this early winter right or no, I think we're still in fall so okay well you know fall weather early winter but once it gets to like December, January, where it's like mm-hmm. 25 degrees. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Give me hot no. over that all day. But to be honest, I'd rather be freezing cold, like somewhere that's freezing cold, than be somewhere that's burning hot. Because mm-hmm. when it's cold, you can make yourself warm. But when it's hot, unless you have an AC or a good fan, you're going to just stay hot. Like you could take off all your clothes, try to just lay down, and you're going to still be hot. And, yeah. you know, I like to sleep with a comforter. And in the summertime, you can you could barely even do that because it'd be hot. So, nah, you know, give me kind of cold weather. You know, I, I lean towards more so that side. But, uh, yeah, nah, freezing cold, like, when it's, like, 20 degrees and you got to, like, warm up your car for, like, 10 minutes before you drive it or something. Oh, that's the nice. worst. That's the oh, worst. Like, yo, like, yo, bro, that's, like, when I envy people. Who mm-hmm. have you know how they can start up their car from their phone and turn on the heat, mm-hmm. the AC from their phone? Mm-hmm. That's when I'd be like, damn, I wish I could do that. But yeah, if you have to go outside and turn on your car yourself to warm it up, then go back inside. Yeah, nah, bro. Them dumb times is not fun. And I hate snow. So Ooh, snow is not it. Don't don't yeah, bro. Like snow the only time it. that snow was good was when I was in school because that possibly meant snow days. But now that, like, we're adults yeah. and, you know, snow doesn't really affect what really goes on, I hate mm-hmm. it. Like, I hate shoveling. I hate having to clean off my car. I hate having to – it's so much traffic, like, yeah. because, you know, it's so much snow. So, no, it's just not fun. You know, like, my car be looking ashy in the winter. Like, it be got, like, the white stuff on it. They got to get a car wash. I'm like, yo, why my car look like it need Vaseline? Like, it just don't make no sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, winter weather, nah, it's a dub, it's a dub. But – I, you know, at least we don't have to deal like with hail and stuff. I don't think you know we've had oh, hail yeah. too many times, so you know, you know it could be a lot worse. But yeah, not nah, cold weather sucks, and really hot weather sucks. So this right here is good for me, or maybe even nah. I can't even say spring, bro. I have allergies, so no, I can't say spring. <laughs> I'll be going through it. I'll be having a, I'll be having a um pop Tylenols Whoa. and you know 
cleared him like it's drugs or something because, well, technically it is drugs. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I just be having an overdose on, on those because in the springtime, it's rough for me. Whoa, okay. Good to know with all this. And, guys, we have to get started because we have some enlightening news to talk about right now. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. this news just broke. But uh, I don't want to talk about it first. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. Wait a minute. What just broke? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But oh, it just broke. It just broke. <laughs> it just broke. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna give you guys. Yeah, huh? I said I might have to pull back up Photoshop. Go ahead, pull up, bro. pull up, real quick, pull up real quick. You know, we're not gonna talk about this news it? really quickly. We're gonna talk about something else first because okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, of some anticipation, but. We're going to start with uh, Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. So, well, I'm not sure if you saw that video of Urban Meyer uh, this past week. Uh, the one of him at, at the bar sitting on the stool? Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. At the bar sitting on the stool. So, no, for all our fans who don't know, uh, a viral video was taken where Urban Meyer was at a bar in Columbus, Ohio, you know, where he went to after the Jaguars lost to the Bengals on Thursday Night Football. And My instead of Urban. flying back with the team, he decided to go have a little bit of some fun, you know? Free my and, boy Urban. You said what? <laughs> Free my man's Urban. <laughs> Free my man's Urban for real. Yeah. So you know, and his actions at the bar. So this is his statement. Uh, he said, "I just apologize to the team and staff for being a distraction. Just stupid." And so I explained everything that happened and owned it. Just stupid. Should not have put myself in that kind of situation. And he also went on to say his reasoning for going to the bar. He says, and I quote: "At the time." I thought this was a chance for everybody to clear their head, including myself, with my family located where we were to go spend a day or two with them and then get back because I want I knew I wanted them to get out of Dodge, too, and clear their heads. And he also mentioned that people wanted to come take pictures with him. They wanted to see how he was doing, blah, 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 get on the dance floor and start dancing around. But some girl was on him and that was not his wife. So, well, as you know, the Jaguars are 0-4 right now. This is pretty much something that Urban Meyer is not used to experiencing, losing so much this often. I mean, his Ohio State team could probably beat this Jaguars team right now, if we're being honest. Like, his best no, Ohio State team would probably no, smack this team. No, no. I'm telling you. Between pros and college players. <laughs> this Ohio State team would probably smack this Jaguars nah, bro. <laughs> Yo, bro, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, I'm it's joking. I'm, I'm just making fun. Oh, okay. Relax. Jeez. Come on, man. Can I can I troll a little bit? Nah, I thought you was being serious. So I had to I had to just, you know, bring some sanity back. I was about okay, to say, relax. Whoa. Yes, everyone calm down before everyone crucifies me. But anyways, well, I want to ask you, are they making this my situation a big deal? Uh so I, I definitely do think that this is a very weird predicament that Urban Meyer has himself in. And just real mm. quickly, I'm I'm hearing that Urban Meyer is talking to the University of Southern California because the college students there are apparently hot. So it seems like Urban Meyer is interested in that job. And that's a joke. You didn't get it? Mm, nah, got, whatever. You know, like, you you just, like, you could at least chuckle like, something. <laughs> just forget I'm it, sorry. all right? Just forget <laughs> it. Point is, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I kind of think this is being made a big deal. Like, I, I think, obviously, Meyer is wrong for putting himself in that kind of situation. But Look at the video, unless there's other videos that I didn't see, but from that video that I saw with the young mm -hmm. lady kind of like dancing mm -hmm. on Urban Meyer, I guess, as he's sitting down on a stool, I mean, he's not really doing anything himself, per se. You know what I'm trying to say? 
And, you know, oh, there, and again, I don't know if there's any other videos out there like of him drinking or doing anything wild. But I think just from that video alone, I think this kind of reaction is a huge overreaction. I do think mm. that he does have to apologize to his family. He does have to apologize to his wife because you that's embarrassing, especially, you know, when you're and if you want to look at it from his wife's point of view, that could be viewed as embarrassing. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if we know. If maybe he did have his family there, maybe not his wife per se, but maybe he had his kids, I don't know, his brother or something. I don't know if he was there because I highly doubt that Albert, that Albert Meyer is going to a bar exactly by himself. So, you know, I think it is a bit of a reaction, but I think when you're the head coach of NFL team, you're getting paid millions, you're a public figure, you're famous. I do think that you have to conduct yourself a bit better. So mm-hmm. he is wrong for what he did. But I think it's not that big of a deal, like where people are saying, oh, you know, he should be turning in his resignation and all this other nonsense that I'm hearing. I don't think it's that serious, but it is a very stupid situation to find yourself in. Okay, I I think it's actually very serious. You know, I'll tell you why. Um, For some reason, I don't understand why he listen. I get it. Right. Urban Meyer, he's used to winning. He's came. He's come from a very potent and a very respectable organization, college organization in Ohio State. He He's won uh, championships there. He's had a, a very, very, very phenomenal winning record. But coming into this job with the Jaguars, he knew himself. Like, yes, he wanted to come in coach Trevor Lawrence. We knew that. But you knew that this team would not be or would not have nothing similar, anything close to the same degree of success that you once had in college with Ohio State. So with that being said, yes, it's it's a tough start. 0-4, no one wants to be winless in the league, and especially the way that, that they're playing right now, it's kind of tough to even place them in a winning bracket or to give them a prediction of a win for any of the upcoming games. But listen, he knew the stakes. He knew that this team would be terrible. And to say that he wanted to use this as an excuse to try and clear his head through the losses that they have accumulated over the past four weeks is absolutely insane to me. You're a coach. And you are a winning coach for that matter, too. So you you know that you have to be professional in these stakes, right? Especially in the, in the NFL. I'm not sure what they do in college, but listen, this is this is much more of a bigger stake, much more of a bigger scenery. So for him to do that, he let down the team. He knows that, obviously. He knows he let down the team, his family. And it's a big distraction because of the fact that this team is already surrounded by chaos as it is. The team is, is not a winning organization. It had one good year, 2017 where they had the Saxonville team, Jalen Ramsey, and A.J. Boyer, but that is long gone now, right? So this team was already built around chaos and, you know, losing, a losing mentality. And for him to do that, it just adds a bad narrative to the team, man. So I don't like this move at all by him. It was just inconsiderate, and it was irresponsible by Urban Meyer to do so. But he will learn, I guess you could say, because he said that he's not resigning. But what do you think about him saying that he's not going to resign? You think it's a... Uh, positive step forward or it doesn't really matter right now and i think it's a good step because this shows that that urban meyer is uh committed to Mm -hmm. the jacksonville job because he could have easily said yeah i'm gonna use this time to step away and you know focus on family and then he could have just went and signed with usc or something like that Mm so i think if you're a jacksonville jaguars fan i definitely do think that this is a good um sign from urban meyer because Mm -hmm. it shows that he is here for you know the project that they're trying to build 
So, yeah, I think it's good that he didn't, you know, bail or use this as, as an excuse to leave the 0-4 team. I mean, I think that he realized that this was going to be a project. Obviously, he knew that this wasn't going to be like college football because in college football, you can turn your franchise or well, your team around just by getting in good recruits. In mm-hmm. the NFL, it's not necessarily like that because you have to hope that you get good draft picks, et cetera, et cetera. You can't just go get all the best players and bring them to your school. So I don't ever think that he thought it would be like that. But I do think, yeah, him saying that he is going to be staying, that's good. You know, Urban Meyer, for me, it, he's just come in here. And he, uh, aside from his college resume and his his short NFL resume where he didn't really do too much, um, he's just come in here and made some very questionable decisions from doing this to the Tebow, making him a tight end kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Do you think he's the right man for the job? Like, do you think... Like you said before, it's a long term. Right now, process. yes. Right now, yes. You think that he yes. can actually turn this organization around to win? I literally think he's the best coach that they can get right now. Who, like, really? who the hell wants to go to Jacksonville? Like, if if you find Ur- if you fire Urban Meyer, what co- like who are you bringing in? You, I mean, we don't know. We don't know exactly. So, I think it's better to keep the devil that you do know than keep the devil that you don't know. Because I think right now, you, I mean, look, we know that this is going to be a rebuilding team. We knew that they were going to be gar- garbage this year. Nobody expected them to do anything other than what they're doing right now. So I think to, you know, say maybe it's time to move on or to even have this as a question with him be only being four games into this reign is is a pretty crazy question, in my opinion. So, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't think Urban Meyer should be leaving yet. I think, you know, Trevor uh, Lawrence, they're supposed to be the new generational quarterback, et cetera. So you know, there's going to be a lot of growing pains there. And I, I think to fire him in the first season or for him or for people to expect him to leave in the first season, as if that's going to change anything. If a new coach comes in, nothing's going to change. They're still going to be garbage and all these other things. So I would trust Urban Meyer for right now, because I think that's all that they have to go on is trusting Urban Meyer. OK. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So there you have it. And now we're going to move on to Dallas, where we have some recent news where the Dallas Cowboys released veteran linebacker Jalen Smith, who I thought was a top 10 linebacker, by the way, and surprising move, but not really that surprising. So he was still in his five-year contract. He had $50.75 million left on his contract, and he's still owed $7.2 million by the Dallas Cowboys. But now, uh, Will, just give me your early thoughts on this situation and this move really quick before I tell you some background information. Yeah, so this move does not make any sense to me. I don't really understand why they released him. I think Jalen Smith is a very talented player. And, you know, when they drafted Micah Parsons, I thought that it'd be a linebacker tandem of Micah Parsons and Jalen Smith. So it it is a bit surprising to me. Now, look, I'm not a Cowboys fan, and I don't watch every Cowboys game. I don't watch the whole games like that is. So I can't necessarily tell you you know, why I think that they released him. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking, you know, from what I saw was that it, it didn't work out with, I think, is Dan Quinn their defensive coordinator? Yes, he is right yeah, now. So, yeah, so, you know, it just didn't work out with Dan Quinn. And, mm-hmm. you know, generally, I, I still don't think that you'd want to release him because I think that he's a serviceable player. Like, and, mm-hmm. I, and I don't expect him to be on the market for long. I think that he gets snapped up very fast. Hopefully he comes to New York so that he can, you know, revenge. <laughs> I'm not going to Huh? Stop this nonsense, please. What do you mean, stop the nonsense? I mean, what I mean, like, why would I not say that that I hope that a good player comes to my team? I mean, you wouldn't take him on the Jets, <laughs> huh? Would I want him on the Jets? You wouldn't, you wouldn't take him on the Jets? I, I would, of course, I would. Oh, take yeah, him. all right, yeah. So that's all that I'm saying is that I would, happened, I would, uh, oh yeah. I mean, look, if I was him, I wouldn't sign with the Jets or the Giants. The only New York team I'd sign with is the Bills, because if if I'm him, you you could sign anywhere. Do so Bills I don't know if he's gonna just want to go where he get offered more money. 
over here, he can possibly win a championship. So I expect this guy to be with like the Bucks or like the Chiefs or something crazy like that. Cause this, this man just might be trying to get a ring here. So I expect him to possibly go to a contender, especially because he already has his money. That's going to be, that's already guaranteed for this season. Mm-hmm. Well, for his whole contract, basically whatever um, agreement that they had. So he's not going to really have to worry about the money as much. So maybe he will go to a team that's contending, but funny little story. Okay. So Jalen Smith over the offseason, you know how like the NFL's new rules is, you know, you can wear single digits no, no matter mm-hmm. what position you play. You kind of wear any number that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I do like that rule, by the way. Do you like yeah. that rule? I love I, I it. I to love ask it. you because I, I, I saw some people com- complaining about that, and I didn't – I don't know why I never asked you if, if you liked it. I but, love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I like it too. I think some people are saying that it makes the game look unprofessional, too much like college. Shut up, okay? That's all the old people that's saying that. It, I think it's nice that, you know, players should be able to wear whatever number they want to wear, okay? Like, there shouldn't be any number restrictions. But anyways, going back to Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, this offseason, he paid close to mid-six figures this offseason to change his jersey number from 54 to number nine. He ended up wearing that jersey for just four regular season games. This, this guy paid almost half a million dollars to get that number nine jersey. I think mm-hmm. that he had number nine at Notre Dame because I think that's where he came from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess he wanted to go back to like that number, and now he's 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 out of half a million dollars. I don't know who he had to pay to get that jersey because you know generally when people you know like when people want to switch numbers, you generally have to you know pay your teammate you know whatever amount of money that they're asking for for that number. To me, I think that's kind of messed up to make your teammate pay almost half a million for it, but. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But, yeah, he only got that for four games. I'd be pissed. But, mm. yeah, I don't really understand, like, what the fallout was for him to be released. Because how okay. did Jalen Smith not even have any trade value? So uh, I'll actually try and say why he was released in the situation okay. for me. Okay, so Jalen Smith. Um, So, first off, there was this big injury concern, right, which is not really a big thing for me because, yes, he missed his entire rookie season. Well, remember that. He missed his entire rookie season. But they drafted the, him hurt. With the knee injury. Well, But didn't they draft him with the injury? That's why he yeah. fell the first round because he was already hurt. I don't I don't know if they drafted him with the injury. I think he just got mm-hmm. injured. Yeah, I think he got injured within training camp or something like that. Um, But either way, he missed the entire rookie season. But since then, he hasn't missed a game. Right. So that's not really a big issue for me, per se, because if he's proven to be healthy the past, what, three, four years. then I think that, yes, it depends on the kind of contract, the kind of contract that you give him, which I feel like Jerry Jones did kind of overpay him in a bit way, like going off of his injury concern. Um, he hasn't really been productive up until the 2019 season where the Cowboys ran a four three defense. And since Dan Quinn came in, he put more elements with a 3-4 defense, which probably exposed him a little bit more as a, as a linebacker in coverage. Not really his strong suit anyway, but you know what I'm saying. You know I'm going with this here. Um, and on top of that, you know, the Cowboys hit a home run with drafting Micah Parsons. He looks like a stud right now, one of the best defensive players in the league through four weeks. And they also got Kinu Neal from the Atlanta Falcons, who looks great right now in that system. And on top of that, you still have uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, you still have uh, what's this guy's name? They, they drafted some guy in the, in the fourth round, I believe. I forget his name, but anyways, they drafted yes, another guard, another linebacker in the mm. fourth round. So he he became the odd man out. It's kind of like the situation where we were talking about with the CJ Henderson move, where he was kind of the odd man out, and you know they just wanted to find a way to trade him just to get some compensation. I don't really get how he could be the odd man out if they just gave him that big contract. Like, so you should be one of the last people out if you just Mm -hmm. got a big contract. So like, that's where I'm confused. 
because they paid him. They paid him. Yes, they did pay him. But, you know, going back to that contract, five years, 64 million extension in August 2019. uh, It's for, for me, it's okay. But for Jerry, at least he I feel like he was paying a good player great money, which he's not great. You know what I'm saying? He's good. He's I mean, top but you 10 just called good. him a top 10 linebacker. So then shouldn't he be getting paid like a top 10 linebacker? That's good. That, 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 that's eh, top, Yeah, for me, it's fine. Like I said, for me, it's fine. But for Jerry, I'm guessing that he he overvalued him as a player, right? But I don't and, think this was Jerry's decision, if I'm being honest. You don't think it's his decision to give him no, the No, because Jerry's not a coach. So I don't really think – so, I mean, you know, so, like, Jerry wouldn't really know what's working in the system or not unless the coaches are telling him this is not working with him. But Jerry still gave him the contract, though. Well, yes, but he also gave him the contract um, because, you know, he was one of their better players. So, I mean, of course, you know, as – but I, I highly doubt that Jerry Jones – because, remember, Jerry Jerry Jones is just the owner. Like, I highly doubt that when players get new contracts, it's it's him that, you know, that they're negotiating with. Oh, you know, it may be. He, he has a – I mean, he, he uh, as well as the general manager, they have a – I bet you that he – he has a strong influence on who they sign. You know, Jerry. Oh no, of course players. he does because you know I think that Jerry even makes the draft picks. Yes, yeah, exactly. so I mean, no, I'm not. Yeah, but like when it comes to contract signings, like Jerry Jones is like 90 years old. This guy is not going to every meeting knowing you know like what they need in in terms of you know I'm pretty sure that he relies on a lot of other people for information on what he should be doing and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, he is a very hands on owner. But I don't think that he's like that hands on. Like obviously, he would have been aware that Smith would be getting a contract extension. But I don't think he's necessarily the one that negotiated it. Maybe he's the one that greenlit it. But I don't. Mm. I don't think that they're negotiating with Jerry Jones per se. Mm. Okay. Well. But my know. thing is, so did Jalen Smith had no trade value because if you're gonna just release him, and again, I'm only speaking for like the Giants. Like if I was the Giants, I'd offer them a seventh round pick. I'm like, yo, you about to just cut him? Like, <laughs> like. Like if this is his going price, yeah. But nothing. why would why would they why would they trade him for a seventh round pick though? A seventh round because pick. You just released him for nothing, so you get nothing. You just released him and you get nothing. So no matter where he goes, you, you go, you get nothing. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's like there's nothing. So I'm saying if, if you're gonna just let him go for nothing, you might as well just let him go for something that's a little bit better than nothing. Yeah, but it's uh, there. I mean. Them getting out out of the out of the contract right now is not a big blow as what many people may seem to be. No, I mean, yes, you know, but, but so no. it's probably a big thing. No, I mean, I'm not really questioning the release because again, I don't watch all Cowboys games. I don't know what exactly Dan Quinn's def- defensive system is for me to really break it down on why I think it was bad. What's more, but now. but I know that Jalen Smith is a talented player. He's 26 mm-hmm. years old. I mean, how do you just release him? Like, so there had to be some kind of argument. Or maybe like like a fight, not like a physical fight, but you know, something where maybe they felt that it could impact the locker room. So it's like we gotta get rid of him as soon as possible, basically. It had to be something like that, because how do you just give up on Jalen Smith week four? Like, and maybe they were trying to trade him. And maybe mm-hmm. they're just nobody wanted to get him. Like maybe nobody was willing to give up anything for him and they rather just have waited for him to get released to just get him for free. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Cause I, I highly doubt that the first move was to trade him. I'm pretty sure that they looked definitely maybe wasn't. Like, well, no, not to trade him, but what's to release him. I think that they did probably try to trade him because you want to always get something back for your assets. You don't want to just lose anything for free. So, mm. yeah, it's a bit weird. But, I mean, where do you think that Jalen Smith goes? Do you think that he'll sign with 
just whoever gives him the most money, or you think that he'll probably go with like a contender? Yeah, I think he has a lot of options right now because he is still relatively young. He's 26, like you just mentioned. So I would say he can still go the route of still signing with a team that gives him the most money who has a need for a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And a team that, I mean, right now it may not matter because he just wants to go. He just wants to get on a team. But a team that can have the best defensive scheme or fit that led him to being a pro bowler in 2019. So Jalen um, Smith, come to New York, baby. Big blue. Blake you guys Martinez. Wanna, you guys want a fee for Blake Martinez. Just, yes. Blake that's Martinez. Not, that's not what happens. <laughs> that's not what fits his scheme. His, yo, his I don't care. Well. We can make it work, yo. Uh, Graham, he like, you know, like we do have a couple of, uh, of defensive looks. Sometimes we do a, a 3-4-3. Other times we do go down in a four three. Look, I don't care what we gotta do. Bring him in. Blake Martinez is out for the year. I think he got hurt like a few weeks ago. So we have a hole at linebacking oh uh, position. We have the money. Though. We have the money. Go get him because the way that this defense has been playing, a player like Jalen Smith, we can't be saying no to because we have looked not that well. So, and especially from last season, we've fallen off a lot. So I'm going to speak for the Giants here. I can't really get into, oh, well, who really needs him? I don't really care who needs him. All, all that I know is that he benefit my team, and he benefit the Jets as well. So if either one of us got him, I'm pretty sure that both of us – well, no, 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 not both of us. But either one of us will be happy if he signed with our team. So what's another man's loss is another man's treasure. And I hope that we can find him on the treasure map because, yes, Jalen Smith, just make your way to Big Blue, baby. New York, yeah. best city in the world. You know, you can live in a nice little penthouse. Oh you know what I'm saying? God. The weather, you know, you go to some Brooklyn Nets games, you know, some Knicks games. If and that's you know, going to attract them, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn Nets and, and Knicks games. Oh. The Brooklyn Nets wouldn't be attractive right now. Oh, my goodness. Just those games. The Bro- no, but I'm saying, I mean, look, I don't watch baseball, so I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, Yankees and Islanders and, and you know, Who hockey. just lost in the playoffs, by the way. Wild card around. Sad to be a Yankees fan right now. Yankees. Oh, dang. That's my team, too, bro. That's crazy. Is it really your team? How, how do you know they lost, then? Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch, but I support them, though. Oh, my it's not, God. yo, we're going to go get them next year. <laughs> going to get them next year? <laughs> next year, bro. Wait, how are the Mets doing? Mets still in the playoffs, if you if you, if you know? Because, I, I mean, I don't mind the Mets, either. Listen, oh, because they're, they're a New York team? That's why? Yeah, so, like, you know, like, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, right, yeah, nah, but we why don't really care about baseball. I'm not gonna lie to you. Baseball is <laughs> like, uh, like, yo, bro, watching baseball feels feels like feels like a punishment. A punishment. Yeah. Listen, guys, but you know, anyway, so Jalen Smith actually played 56 percent of the defensive snaps this season. So there you have it, right there, in a crowded linebacker corpse with Keanu Neal, Jabril Cox. That was the guy, fourth round draft pick, and obviously Michael Parsons, who's been excelling this year. So. We'll see where he goes in the future. I'm going to say right now he should be focused on getting the money because he's Agreed. still young. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still he still has a chance to – and if he can still play at a high level, somewhat of a high level in, what, three or four years, then we could talk about him going to a contender if his team is not already a contender. But, man, oh, man. So, from the from the past – Wait, wait. Wait, huh? can, I, can I ask you a question real quick? Go ahead, ask me a question real quick before we get into this nice little juicy topic right here. Okay. Yo, why you got to call it? Okay, anyways. Do you Sorry. think... Well, hold Sorry. on, real quick. I think that Jalen Smith will be signed by Friday. What do you think? By Friday? Yes. I don't, I don't think he'll play this week. But I do think that he will be signed by Friday. To one team. I don't know who, but I think he'll be off the market. Well, well, considering how quickly this player got signed or this player got quickly sent to a team, I think it's definitely possible. 
Um, I want to go with you. I'm going to say he's going to get signed by Friday because he is a nice linebacker. Like, you put him in the right scheme, he could definitely be a top 10 uh, defensive player in the league. I mean, maybe not. I'm, I'm dragging it a little bit. But he could definitely be a great fit or a great piece to your team, depending on whatever defensive scheme you run, you know, because he was a great linebacker in that 4-3. And now if you have a 4-3 defense, he could possibly – uh, get back to that 2019 Pro Bowl status. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to say Friday too as well. Okay. All right. So there we have it. And guys, now, you know, from the Pats going from trying to trade this guy to releasing this guy to now sending this guy. Okay. <laughs> so it's too much, too much news what's happening right now. Okay. All right. Let me, let me slow down. Let me slow down because listen, Stephen Gilmore, right? They wanted to trade Stephen Gilmore. Didn't happen. So they ended up releasing Stephen Gilmore. Okay, that was one. So I had the plan of coming here and talking about where would be where would he be the best fit right now in his career? Right, well, championship, championship. He want to go to the championship team. Okay, and then I heard rumors about him trying to join the Packers. You know, I heard Javon, uh, Devontae Adams saying, "Call me, call me on Instagram, call me." Okay, so I'm thinking the Packers might be a move. You know, Jair Alexander, nice little tandem. That could be a nice little CB tandem for the future, okay? And now, now, the Patriots are trading Stephen Gilmore, so Stephon Gilmore, whatever you want to say it, to the Panthers. The Panthers, bruh. I cannot believe this. Will, what is your reaction to this right now? I thought that he, okay. So, I'm going to mute your mic real quick because I'm hearing like a little echo. But I thought that he was cut at first. So, can you explain to me just real quick? So he was cut and then traded? Like, I'm a bit confused here. Yeah, that. so yeah, he was cut by the Pats. Uh, apparently he was released by the Pats uh, after a trade attempt. So that's kind of confusing to me a little bit too. But after that, I'm guessing he didn't clear waivers there or something like that, you know? And for that reason, they were able to still trade him because they still own his rights as a player. And because of that, they traded him to the Panthers. Panthers made a nice move to get him. That's the real reason why. Okay, oh, wow. I see. And all that this guy caused was a pack of Doritos and some gummy worms? A six-round pick for Stephen Gilmore? Defensive player of the year, Stephen Gilmore? Top three cornerback when healthy Stephen Gilmore? That's all he caused was a six? And the Panthers were the only team to pull that trigger? Out of over the fifth? Are you kidding me? I think that he's out for another, like, three or two weeks. But of course I'd take Stephen Gilmore. What what the hell? How, how is he cut, then traded for a six, and he goes to the Panthers? Now, I think maybe, because I'm pretty sure other teams were in the race for Stephen Gilmore. And I think maybe he wanted to go to the to the Panthers because the Panthers, because Stephen Gilmore is from Rock Hill, which is, in, which is in South Carolina. So technically, he gets to go to his home team. So maybe he kind of picked which trade they'd accept. And maybe that's how that panned out. Yes. Maybe that's how that panned out too. But listen, man, that is very, very surprising to me because, like, I, I'm I'm assuming that we'll have the same kind of mindset where we thought that he would go to a team that was in much need of a cornerback help and that he would want to win another Super Bowl at this stage of his career. You know, like the Chiefs. I thought the Ravens would be a good fit. And, you know, going from what Devontae Adams said, and I'm now thinking about it, that would have also been a good fit too, the Packers. But the Panthers defense just got a lot much better they get so they just traded for CJ Henderson, and now they just got <laughs> Stephen Gilmore. If they drafted JC Horn in the first round, 
So I'm liking this secondary right now. Seriously. Yo, so much Did potential. You just say a lot more better. What the defense? Yes. Yes. That just didn't sound like proper English to me. I'm not going to even lie to you. Okay, they just got they just got <laughs> I'll sorry, mess sorry. with you. I'll mess with you. Sorry. No, sorry, I definitely sorry. do agree with you. Uh trading for CJ Henderson, who Jory is still out on, but still very young with a lot of upside. Then JC Horn's gonna come back eventually. And now Stephen Gilmore. Now I don't know how long Stephen Gilmore's contract is. So contractually, I don't know if he'll just be with the Panthers for this season or maybe another season, two years, whatever. But if they can keep that unit together, maybe even going towards uh, starting the next season, I think that they have one of the best uh, cornerback rooms in the NFL, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Even though, again, the jury is still out on Henderson and C.J. Horn because, you know, she's, you know, uh, JC, JC Henderson. Horn. Yeah, J.C. Horn. Yeah, because J.C. Horn, rookie, got hurt. So we don't really even know how he's going to pan out. And the C.J. Henderson, you know, kind of didn't work out with him in Jacksonville. So I think on potential then I think that this could possibly be one of the best cornerback rooms. But I think it's a good move for the Panthers, and I think it's a logical room uh, move for any team in the like in the NFL. I'm surprised that the Chiefs or the Bucks d- didn't offer a fifth or a sixth because mm-hmm. they need secondary help, and they're actually going to be fighting it out for to win another Super Bowl. I don't necessarily think that the Panthers are going to be winning a Super Bowl or even being close to one anytime soon. So I'm surprised that a more a serious team in terms of Super Bowl aspirations didn't make this move, if I'm being honest. Yeah, me too, because, listen, man, I'm not sure about the the type of defensive scheme that um, he would have had with the Kansas City Chiefs, but I definitely know that his experience would have definitely made them a much better team in the defensive secondary because that whole defense needs help. And as far as who you'd only take from from that whole defense, I'm only taking Tyron Matthew and maybe Chris Jones when he was in his right position. But right now, you know, looking... I would, I would, I'll take, um, I, uh, I actually like that guy. Um, Juan, Juan Thorhill. Juan Thorhill. You like him? Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. I think not that, bad. I think, yeah, I think that he's a pretty solid player. I, I'll take him too, but yeah, no, that chief's deep defense is not good. It's not good at all. At all. So did you, so prior to this happening, we had, we heard reports about, Devonta Adams wanting him to come to the Green Bay Packers. Now the Packers, to me, have been playing much better, um, but I'm not really sure if I can give them. I mean, they're in the conversation, but to say to say that they are a legit Super Bowl contender would be kind of stretching it for me. But I think adding Stephen Gilmore would actually put them in that conversation. You think so, right? Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, because you would assume that he'd be playing at the level that he was before, even coming back from the injury. Mm-hmm that, you know, he'd still be one of the better cornerbacks in the league. So, I mean, it's bad enough that you got Jair Alexander on one side. Then you got Stephen Gilmore on the other side. Who are you passing the ball to? That's what I'm saying. Two so, number one I mean, I definitely think that getting a Stephen Gilmore would have put them in that conversation. Mm. But I think that the Panthers, man, you know, I think that the Panthers, they, they've they they've identified what they need, and they've, and they've went and they've upgraded that unit, I, I think. So, you know, kudos to Panthers GM, whoever the hell is making that decision, you know, pulling that plug. I think it's a fantastic move. You're giving up a six-round pick. Let's be real. A six-round pick isn't even that valuable. Yes, you could find, you know, a gem or whatnot, but the likelihood of you finding a player in the sixth round that will give you as much impact as Stephen Gilmore will is very unlikely. So, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely like this move a lot. And to me, it's a no-risk to like to them you know you lose one pick sixth round who a player that was probably not gonna even make the team that you drafted anyways so 
yeah, definitely very surprising that that's all that he went for. I mean, I mean, yeah. like, like how did the Patriots value him so low? I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, I, but I the why he got cut, though. Like, do you know why he, he got cut? I, I mean, the, I'm not really too sure. It was it was more so about contract reasons, you know? Like, we They didn't think about and, contract reasons in the offseason? That's so weird. I mean, so he has a 5.7 million cap hit that the Panthers are going to now assume because of him. And, you know, he leaves 10.5 million of dead uh, money to the Patriots. So I can see why they let him go. Um, because you know, you know, Bill Belichick he doesn't want to pay these players. He's not really a big fan of giving guys massive deals. Um, but the Panthers were the only team that they really trusted to make this deal happen. Mm-hmm. And now that the Panthers have Stephen Gilmore, you just mentioned that they have a chance to have one of the better secondaries in the league or better cornerback tandems in the league in the upcoming future if everything works out well. Yes. So looking at this year, right? They're three and one. Um, there, Stephen Gilmer is eligible to at least come off the, the pup list around week six, week seven, hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have the Panthers right now who are three and one, they're riding high. They're looking pretty good as of uh, right now. Let's say for example, they, so upcoming schedule, they have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Giants and the Falcons. Okay. So they're three and one, let's say they're about mm, six. Six and one at that point, maybe yeah, six and two, whatever the case may be. Do you think that Stephen Gilmore puts them over the top to make the playoffs and actually contend for the division? Well, if you're six and two, you most likely are going to make the playoffs because mm-hmm. generally, generally, like how you start off the season, mm-hmm. like you know, you have a cushion, and mm-hmm. you know they would be in control of their own destiny. So I definitely think if they could start off that well, and then you add Stephen Gilmore to the mix, mm-hmm. of course you'd say that they would probably make the playoffs because if they've been playing that well all season, I personally um think that this move was made after Dak Prescott was slapping those guys up on Sunday because Dak <laughs> Prescott was having a field day. He didn't oh, throw for that many yards, but in terms of touchdowns, was picking them off. Yeah, Panthers said, "Oh yeah, nah, man, f this. Go get Stephen Gilmore." Like once mm-hmm. he was uh, like once he was available. They said, yeah, no, nah, this this just makes too much sense for us because, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday, that secondary was getting picked apart by Dak Prescott. You you can make an argument saying that. So uh, I actually do want to look at this. So I actually think that the Panthers are going to fall off quite a bit. Um, really? Yeah. I, I think about the next four like, weeks. Like, I, I can't see them being six and two. If okay. that's what I'm saying. Maybe. So maybe, let's maybe, go by right now. Uh, okay. So next they play the Eagles. At home. Uh, at home. Yeah. I mean. Look, no CMC. I think people are really like, like I get that they start off the season really well, and but they had CMC. I think a lot of people aren't really factoring in the loss of CMC into their overall offensive performance. And I know that he's only out for a few weeks. I think he'll miss the next two weeks or maybe just next week if mm. things go good for them. But I think he was only supposed to be out for two weeks. But that's just wishful thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that losing because that is their that that's their offense. And, yes, DJ Moore is a fantastic uh, receiver. He's doing really good this year. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a good complimentary piece. But, again, CMC is what makes this all – like, that's the engine to this offense. He touches the ball damn near every play, which opens it up for almost everybody else. Now, you take away C, uh, uh, McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard didn't really impress. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked okay. But he's out, nowhere near going to give you the production that CMC is. I think that their offense is going to take a hit moving forward until CMC is, is able to get back healthy. So I don't expect them to, to go out there and 
to win games that I maybe thought that they would, like the Eagles. That's going to be a tough game. I think this is going to be a close game. I can't tell you who's going to win, but really? I would not be, But I think if CMC was here, I'd have picked the Panthers easily. I'd have said Panthers. But, but that's going to be a tough game. need him to win against the Eagles at home? I mean, honest, the man. Eagles were hanging in there with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, because they have a terrible defense. Uh, I, that's understandable okay, because okay. they were home, and the Chiefs' defense can't cover anybody. They can't stop oh, okay. anybody. Okay, but the Panthers' defense isn't all that either. I mean, listen, I get the whole idea of who you play. Go ahead matters, and say, like, they were go ahead and say top defense. 10 defense. Go ahead and say, go ahead, go ahead. No, they are, but the defense first four, the first four weeks they played the Jets and then the Texans. Of course, but, they're yes. like a top four defense. And, and because, the Saints, too. Half well. of your, okay, fine, Saints. And the, but, and the Cowboys. Yes. But two of your four, yeah, yeah, but two of your four games were against terrible offenses. So, of course, that's going to inflate with what you did. You saw what happened on Sunday when they actually played a top offense. Got picked apart. So, yes, in the second half. So, I'm not going to really say that the Panthers' defense is a defense that's going to, no, like, you know, like, uh, no matter who you're playing, I'm confident that they're going to be able to step up. No, they're like, they're not. Like, they're a good, like, they're good, you could say, you know, above average defense. But I don't want to hear this top 10 talk after four weeks when you played the Jets and then David Mills. Like, I'm not going for that, okay? Well, and, again, you saw what happened when, when they played a real quarterback in a good offense with, you know, no injuries. You you saw that. And they got picked apart, and they were getting slapped up. And their offense was able to hang in there because um, the Cowboys' defense is not that good. Or, I mean, it's, I mean, it's better than what it has been. But it's still not, again, it's still not a defense to be fair. So, I think that the Eagles is going to give them a good game. Like, like, and I think that if CMC was here, I'd much more confidently pick them to beat the Eagles. But he's not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at something that, okay, so our fantasy league football team, right? <laughs> Once again, I just love I just love slagging Reese because it's so funny how booty his, his fantasy league team is. So oh, yeah, Reese had the Panthers. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs and his defense <laughs> And he added Carolina just now. So why did he, he even draft? Why did he even draft Casey's defense in the first place? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, like to me, because you already know, like how I because like you already know, like how I, I move in fantasy football with defensive. I, I try to like stream who has the best matchup that's available. I don't really yeah. care too much about defense. So maybe, maybe out of all the available teams, the Eagles were the easiest matchup of teams that were available. Oh no, he's bugging. No, oh, no, Reese is bugging. Bottom of the, the barrel. Reese is bugging. <laughs> can't pick it for anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. But going, okay, going back to the Panthers, though, like, I think this defense is good enough mm-hmm. to, to get results against the likes of the Eagles. The Vikings will be a tough game, right? They're, but they're home. The Giants right now, you know, the, the offense you guys have is not – it's clicking a little bit better than in recent weeks, but – um, and you guys have the Falcons. Okay, the Falcons are a good offense too. Not really have been that great the the start of the season, but have picked it up the last two weeks. And yeah. the Patriots, who are not really a great offense at all, so they have opportunities to make some plays, in my opinion. And they could actually be by the come of the next four weeks, seven and one, six and two, if we're being honest. Yes. Um. I. Oh, so I you mean, agree they, me now? I mean, they could. They could, because of course, there's a possibility. Okay. Like they could, but I just. Like, you know, honestly, like, I see the Eagles giving them problems. I can see the Vikings winning that game. At away from home? To me, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't really factor in home field. I, I get home field matters. But to me, like, like I think that a good team or 
the thing is going to win anywhere. I don't, I don't really think, oh, you're playing away from home, playing at home. Like, I don't really find that as, like, a good excuse to, like, why you lost the game. Is oh, yeah, we played, you know, at their home. So that's why we lost. So, so are you picking the Eagles this week for your week four, for your week five pick? Sorry. No. Is that is that what I'm hearing right now? No. But as, of, <laughs> uh, but as of right now, I'm picking the Vikings. Okay. That's yeah, fine. I mean, that's you fine. know, obviously we didn't get there yet, yeah, and that yeah, is still dependent on if McCaffrey comes back. But if it's the same unit, let's say no McCaffrey, then I'm going with the Vikings to win. And okay. I and I think that the Giants beat them as well. <laughs> the Falcons, no, though. The Falcons. Oh, uh, this man is wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, if there's no, but again, I'm going off of if, if there's no CMC. Like, if, if there's no CMC, oh I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Oh my gosh! Oh, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, guys, yeah. you heard it here first, man. Listen, but Stephen Gilmore, he goes to the Panthers. They have some talent upcoming in the in the weeks of hopefully week six, week seven, when he's able to fully practice and get acquainted with the team. But okay, so then that means that Stephen Gilmore might not even be activated right away because he still has to learn their system and practice first. I mean, the guy hasn't practiced. What would that be like? What four months, five months? The, mm-hmm. Like he hasn't put on pass. So mm-hmm. so realistically, this guy might not play till like week twelve or something. Maybe maybe not. Yeah, but because. Because you know he still has to get his feet underneath him. He's got to practice for a few weeks before you just mm-hmm. throw him out there. Or maybe he'll be on like limited snap count or something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I think he has the talent and the the experience and the mindset to be able to overcome all those and make an impact. Oh yeah, of right. course. But you don't want to rush him back, and then next thing you know not. he re injures himself. So I, I think maybe depending on how good they're doing, because if they are like six and two. Then maybe you like then maybe you don't speed his return. You know you could mm-hmm. ease ease him back in. But maybe if things are starting to slip away and they kind of do need that defensive help now, mm-hmm. then maybe you do throw him out there because you only gave up a first a six round pick for him. So yes, yes, very yeah. true, very true. And for those who are keeping score at home, the Bears have just named uh, Justin Fields as their as their starter. So no more Andy Dalton. No possible chance of Nick Foles unless injury happens. It's about damn time. What, yeah. Like, what is Matt Nagney doing? This should have been announced from training camp. Mm. Andy Dawn should have never camp. been the starting quarterback. I just don't understand that. Like, Justin Fields should have always been your day one starter. He gives mm. your offense the best chance to score points. Like, that, does does he have that? Yes, but it's relatively. That offensive line is garbage. Look at how he got destroyed by the Browns. You imagine if it was Andy Dalton back there with no mobility? Mm. Stop it! I think mm. Magnani needs to be fired. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. Th- I don't think he likes Justin Fields. Honestly, I don't like the handling of it at all. I don't think that Magnani's did anything to help Justin Fields' confidence because how? Because like, how do you only? It was only two. It was only two days ago. This man said Andy Dalton is our QB one. No, no, like no matter what. So what's changed? That like that had to be maybe like an owner's move or like a GM saying no. Fields is our QB one because Fields looked good, you know, week mm-hmm. for his first start. Like he, you know, he didn't look, you know, excellent. He didn't look great, but you know, he looked better than I would have thought that he would have looked in his first start. And I feel like they have to kind of do like a Lamar Jackson thing with Fields. I think that you have to tailor your offense to Justin Fields' skill set because at, at Ohio State he didn't play in a pro style offense, you know, it was like a, you know, it was like a quick read kind of fast throw, fast paced offense. And just like how the Baltimore Ravens, how they went from Joe Flacco to Lamar and to best utilize uh, Lamar Jackson, they had to switch up that whole offense. I think this is what the bears need to do as well. Uh, Because I think that if the Ravens would have kept the same pro style offense in place for Lamar, I don't think that Lamar would be what he is right now. 
So mm-hmm. I think tailoring your offense to, you know, your future franchise quarterback, because this is why you traded your next round. I mean, your next year's first round pick for him. You have to do what's best for him and you have to switch that offense around. And I just don't think that Mac Magny would even want to do that. I think he'd want to go with what he already has in place. And I don't think he's a good enough coach to even be switching up what he does. So I definitely do think that the Bears should be looking to maybe, or maybe in the offseason, then you look to get a new coach that can best work with Justin Fields, you know, more of like an offensive-minded guru. Because the Bears offense, as it's tailored right now, I don't think he's going to really have that much success in. But I think if you switch that offense to go with his skill sets, then, yeah, I think that that could work. All right, there you have it. And, oh, I forgot to mention that the Carolina Panthers also have AJ Boyer too. My goodness, they do. Know? Yeah, they do. Do you know actually? You know, I actually forgot about him. Yeah, like, me too. After, like, the, after him going to Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because since Jacksonville, when it was him and Ramsey, they were that was probably the best cornerback duo for like a season or two. Yeah, it was. And then yeah, and then uh, AJ Boyer he did go to the Broncos, and then like yeah, he fell off. Yeah, he did. He did. But you yeah. know. Another another little uh, trick. I said trick. Another little tip uh, that we give for the Panthers and they does he start now. right now. He has <laughs> he to be start? starting right now. I don't believe he does. Oh, that's wild. I don't believe he does. Oh, wow. But anyways, guys, we have some more football and we have some more news coming up. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. We're gonna start with our week five predictions here with Thursday night football. It is your. Rams visiting the Seahawks. Now, the Rams got slapped by the Arizona Cardinals, and the Seahawks just took apart the 49ers last Sunday. So, 3-1 Rams coming into the Seattle 2-2. Two and two. Not really the same kind of 12th man we've been used to seeing in the past, but, yes, no fans and <clears throat> COVID and everything. But, well, who are you taking for this game? Now, this is what I like to see. See, these are the primetime matchups that I'm here for, okay? This is going to be a good – I'm watching this. Not no Jaguars and, and – Yeah, man. But to be fair, Jaguars and Bengals, that was a good game too, all right? It was you know, good. It was good. So, it was good. Uh, let's give credit. You know, both those teams played a good game. But <laughs> when it comes to the big boys, this is what I'm talking about. I'm hyped. This, to me, is like a playoff game in my opinion because mm-hmm. I expect both these teams to be pushing for a playoff spot. And you already know what both these teams could possibly do when it comes to, to the playoffs. Even if the Seahawks made, like, the wild card, I, I would even count them out to making, like, a little push in the playoffs because yeah, you have Russell either. Wilson, DK Metcalf. You're also going to have um, – I am drawing a blank on the other receiver, but he's – Tyler Lockett, big time as well. Yeah. But I'm looking at the Rams here. I'm going to go for a Rams win because Ooh. I can't see the Rams losing back-to-back games. I think that they're too talented to do that. Really? And, you know, yeah. yeah. And I, I think uh, with Jalen Ramsey – I think that's going to take away one of Russell Wilson's uh, targets, which he's most likely going to be on DK Metcalf. So I expect Lockett to have the better of the game uh, out of the two of them. But, you know, I think that uh, uh, Rams, I think they're going to edge this one out in a good game. But I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be, you know, maybe both teams get close to, like, the 20s. You know, something like 24-17, you know, know, like 21-17 or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but nothing too crazy. But I think it's going to be a very – Good game, and I and I wouldn't even be surprised if, if the Seahawks won, but I think I'm gonna go with the Rams here. Okay, that's very surprising because you know the Rams defense has been really underperforming this year, and they're kind of through four weeks been at the bottom of the league, not all the way at the bottom, but they've been at the bottom, and the Seahawks have also been at the bottom, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough for me to choose whoever. But aside from that, both teams are doing relatively well on offense. I think Rams are top 15, top 10 
right now. And the Seahawks, they the Seahawks are defense isn't the all that either. It's not all that at all. It's not all which that. is a bit surprising because to me, you have um Jamal Adams and you have Bobby Wagner. I mean, I, I do expect you to be one of the better defensive units. Like the defense is not trash. It's two players, but yeah, I know. But those two players, like you know how when you have star players or you know when you have like big name players, how that can kind of elevate your teammates' play. No. Okay. That's true. Yes, I agree with you. That's yeah. True, so I'm saying that, though. you know, like, you know, I just expected, and especially because those are two of the most important positions on defense. I mean, like a middle linebacker who's basically a quarterback. And then you have Jamal Adams, who's basically like another quarterback because he can see the whole field basically from his point of view. So, you know, I would just think that, you know, that they would give their teammates like a boost because that's usually what star players do. You know, like you have that star factor. It's like a Tom Brady, you know, how he comes in, he gives you a boost to like your offense, you know, like people <laughs> tend to elevate their gameplay. So mm-hmm. that's all that I'm saying. It's a bit surprising. A bit surprising. Okay, a bit surprising indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Now, but, wait, but you didn't say who, who you going with. <clears throat> yeah, because it's tough. I, you know, the Seahawks play much better at home, right? They really do. And they struggle away from home. So I would want to lean towards their direction right now because, listen, that defense is nothing to talk no, about. No, what do you mean right now? You have to make the pick and then it's final. Oh, please. This please man said right now. Like, you can change it tomorrow. <laughs> like, once we get off this podcast, <laughs> like, look. Right, look, you don't look. Maybe you can I'm give me the to pick call. towards the end of the show, but by the end of the show, you have to give your pick and it has to be documented. Yes, so. yes, I understand that. Hey, uh, okay. please. It's just me and Oli be trying to, hey, bro, can I change my pick? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I did that no, one no. time. I did that one time. No, one time. One time I did that, bro. Seriously, I didn't know that the Raiders weren't gonna be at home. Well, I did. I don't miscalculation right there, or whatever. I don't get miscalculation. Damn, (laughs) no, you can't change that pick. It's set in stone. What a hater. Okay, let me hear this pick here, buddy. Stop stalling. No, I'm gonna actually go with the Rams here. It's gonna be close. But I think they're better than the Seahawks, and you know, in a lot of categories that that will matter, especially the defense. Yeah, it will be a much harder game for them to win because of how well the Seahawks play at home. Um, but, you know, if they run the football effectively against that terrible defensive line, they can't stop anybody on the defensive line. So I expect Derrick Henderson to have a nice rushing game. And on top of that, Matthew Stafford is in that MVP conversation as of right now. So I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think they have a balanced back win. But it will be very, very tough. Very, very tough. Because I, I want to that you're going to go with the Seahawks here. I'm not. Me, I wanted to. I wanted to because they play good at home. Russell Wilson plays very good at home, and the uh, crowd is everything. But yeah, no, yeah, no. I was gonna say, you know, because you are losing in these picks by five games. Oh, I thought you were go. gonna maybe try to be different. Here we go. Here we go. But no. But I think that's a smart pick, though. You know, you, you see, a smart pick. You can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that the Rams are the better of the two teams. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, they're they're. That defense is really underperforming. I would say it, I, it used to be well-balanced, but it's not really doing so good right now. But it's still early, so we'll see what happens. But I'm going with the Rams here. So what are you calling for the scoreline, though? Mm, 28. 28-17. 28-17. Rams are 2.5 favorites. Okay. So that's a big slap in the face of the Seahawks. <laughs> well, I think that the Defense will be able to get stops. It's as simple as that. Simple as that? Yeah. All right. So we will all be watching and waiting on Thursday night football to see what happens. And now, with that being said, listen, man, this news is just reoccurring. It's it's never going to stop reoccurring. And I don't know what's going on. So 
we're gonna switch over the pawn here. Switch over the pawn. Why do I keep on saying that? This talk about soccer. We're gonna switch to the core here at least. I'm gonna yeah, and go to basketball where we have once again another uh in another update of, regarding Ben Simmons. He is now reconsidering his holdout. His camp is reconsidering the holdout because of the possible um, money that will be withheld from him <laughs> upcoming in the season. So, Will, do you think Ben Simmons will actually actually take this into consideration and make a drastic change to come back to the team? Or you, th- you still think it's done? Wait, can you repeat? Um, so what they do? Ben, ben Simmons did what? So he's reconsidering his holdout because of the money. According to who? Uh, let me see. Let me find this really quickly. Well, I didn't get that source, but you know, it, yeah. Because I didn't see yeah. that announced anywhere. If I'm being honest with you. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I have right here. I have right here. Okay. So okay. you know, Timothy Rap, right, a writer for the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm guessing from Bleacher Report okay. said, yes, okay. Ben Simmons is now reconsidering a holdout because of financial significance regarding the 76ers. Right. So. Yeah. Um, he could be losing, he could be fined actually roughly $360,000 for skipping Monday's preseason matchup, um, to with the Toronto Raptors. <clears throat> and he will be, uh, potentially reducted, deducted 8.25 million sitting, sources say. So, okay. what do you think about this move? Like, do you think he's going to actually reconsider I mean, this, despite whatever has happened in the past or? Do you I'm not gonna lie to you. In stone? Giving so looking at this from from somebody who isn't even touching nowhere near that kind of money. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you something right now. I'm going to work. No cap. I don't give a damn. We don't what care about you. Uh... I don't. I, I I don't care what the situation is. <laughs> For 33 million, you will see me at work. I don't care how. Ha- I don't care how unhappy I am. I'm showing up with a smile on my face because my bank okay. account is booming. Yeah, but, so setting, setting the first month, he would he would lose around seven point two million in fines. No, hold on, wait. Listen, listen, listen. <clears throat> if Ben Simmons comes back, and hold on, let me mute your mic real quick because I'm still hearing the echo. So just give me one second. But if Ben Simmons comes back, the guy looks like a complete dumbass because how do you not take that into factor before you decide to take such a strong stance? So now you look like a complete idiot if you do come back because now you definitely are showing that you're not in it for the team. But you're in it for the money, which means that people are going to question how much you're willing to give to this team. So will you just be pulling up saying, you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined? I mean, we already saw reports from Wojnowski, from Sam's Carnia, from, you know, all these <laughs> from all these big beat writers that, you know, that he was willing to forfeit his $33 million. Like, you remember that? That was only a few weeks ago. That he was willing to skip this whole season and miss out on an entire season's worth of pay. Yes. That was only a few weeks ago. So now what's changed now, you idiot? Did you not think that they'd find you? So this is surprising to me because this should have already been considered before you took such a drastic measure. You knew they were going to find you. Like, what you thought? That you just miss training camp, miss NBA games, and they'd say, yeah, you know what? We're still going to pay you. Like, what a dumbass. Like, honestly. Like, I, like, how do you – like, who's in his camp that did not say, yo, you know that they might find you, right? Like, so how this news is breaking is that they didn't pay him and then said, yo, we're going to find you. And then Ben was like, wait, what? Like, that's news. You, I saw this coming a mile away. Whenever a player holds out, they never get paid. In history, in any sport, it doesn't happen. It does not happen. This makes no sense. You are contractually obligated to go to practice, to play games when you're healthy, to go to minicamp, to do press duty, to do commercial shoots. All this stuff is in your contract. They have your image rights, idiot. You, you like, 
this is not news. This is you should have factored this. And if you felt that strongly about not playing, then you should have factored in. You're gonna lose a lot of money until you're traded. You can't come back now. He cannot come back now. You can't. Because if I'm his teammate, I can't trust you. Especially after we want to go to LA to talk to you about coming back. And you told us don't come. You can't show back up now. Like, no, it's too late for Ben Simmons. <laughs> that bridge is burnt. You cannot come back. Yeah. Yeah. That bitch is it, it, so fine, dumbass. What's wrong with him? The it's language. Oh it's pissing me off because. These people, and Ben Simmons is my favorite point guard, but I'm not biased, so I'm going to go in on you because these people are so privileged. You imagine you able to walk away from $33 million, but now because you might get fined $7 million, now your mind's tr- – what? Like, look, yeah, we all know skipping that Skipping the four preseason games will cost them. We all know that Ben Simmons didn't go to class at LSU, you know? Like, mm. the guy wasn't even eligible to win – is it the John Wooden Award, which is, like, the best player in college basketball because the GPA was too damn low. So we already knew that Ben Simmons wasn't the smartest guy in the room, okay? But his basketball abilities is why we care about him. And he's showing exactly why. If you go to college, maybe pay attention in class. Because the fact that this is something that would change his mind is like, how did you not think about this before? Like, that would have been like, if I was on Ben Simmons' team, and he said, yo, Will, you know, I don't want to play for this team anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go to training camp. I'm not going to do no press duty. I'm not going to do my contractual obligations, right? I would have said, well, bro, you don't think that maybe, like, that could come with, like, some fines or something serious where they can, you know, contractually. Like, how is that just not brought up? So, in my head, I thought that this whole time, especially when the news broke that Ben Simmons was willing to forfeit his salary for this season, I'm thinking he raised, like, he's prepared whatever consequences come with him sitting out until he's traded like whether that means the fines withholding pay so what's changed now that clearly means he did not consider the repercussions of his actions and again and then you know again as i said his teammates a few weeks ago went to fly out to la to to you know talk to him to yo bro maybe we could work this out you know maybe the you know the front office and you guys could work it out he told them don't come you cannot come back ben simmons has made his bed now you got to lay in it. You can't come back. Your teammates, if, if I was a teammate and he told me don't come out when I was trying to talk to him about the betterment of the team, I couldn't trust this guy. Like, how could I go to battle with him? Because you're going to battle with your teammates when you're playing a team sport because they have to have your back you, and, you, and, you know, you have to have theirs. I can't trust you. Like, you only here for money. Like, you clearly don't care about the team in general. So Ben Simmons can't come back. No, it's done. That door's closed for Ben Simmons. Complete idiot. Very, very well said. Very, very well said. You know, and skipping out on all four preseason games would cost him one point four million. That's like easy money, easy bread for him, man. Seriously, a quick dollar or two in his in I mean, his yo, case. Live with your decision. Live with it. Like, you how know? is you getting fined now changing your mind? Did you didn't see that coming, bro? It's pissing me off. Yeah, I know, I know, and like, I agree with you. He can't go back because it just shows that he doesn't know what he wants. You know, do you do you want to? to stay strong and, and stay firm with your decision on not coming back to the team? Do you want the money? So you're going to come back to the team. So do we, now we can't really trust you. And do you want to win a championship? Like, what do, what do you want, Ben Simmons? What do you want right now? What's in your best interest? Because now if you are reconsidering this, we don't really know exactly on what your mindset is and what your view on how you want to continue your basketball career. So very well said by Will. And now that being said, though, real quick, I okay. still trade him to come on the nets. No cap. Oh my All right, god! Could, could oh. Continue. 
Golly, gosh. Yo, anyways, let's just let's just forget about what he just said there. Guys, NBA preseason is back, so make sure you continue to catch some games, watch a team play, watch some guys that could fill in the role of uh, a spot in the in the roster upcoming this year. Watch them play as well, too. What a great, great episode once again. Man, well, what you got to say to the people? Man, look, shout out to the best podcast in the world, the best sports podcast in the entire world. I don't mm. care who has a sports podcast. We're better yo. than them. Mm. So, you know, definitely, yo, shout out to you guys for listening to us. Definitely make sure to uh, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify. Mm. I think that's where our that's where most of our plays come from. So if you guys are watching from there, you know, just make sure to hit that, that follow button so that you guys don't miss any new shows. And, you know, big up to Nuts and Bolt Sports. Sportsdaily.media is our official Instagram where we do post, uh, you know, uh, whatever news is breaking. And we post, you know, some sound bites. And, yeah, you know, make sure that, you know, you guys keep supporting the thing. And this episode was fun. And, you know, big up to you guys for listening. Yes, sir. He said everything. The episode was really great. Guys, we will catch you on Friday for some more topics trending in the sports world where we will be breaking them down. We'll see you guys later.